Here we are with uh, podcast number 33, back in action, having fun. Like always. Sorry, I was having a staring contest with my dog. He likes to sit beside me and look like people. You know, there's two, there's, actually there's three things in life that stare a lot that can't fight. You know what, no, I take that back. Dogs can definitely fight. Oh, fuck yeah, they can. Why do you think they have dog fighting rings? That's fucked up. That's not the point. But cats and babies stare a lot for someone and something that can't fight. Yeah, a cat could a fight. A cat can fight. <laughs> but in reality, as much as a cat can hurt you, you know you can kick its ass. You know, the only reason cats don't try to kill us is because they realize they're too small to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it at so. And babies? They- babies can beat the shit out of us. Don't you remember that statue of the man that fought babies? That was a lot of babies. It was a lot of babies. That was like five I'm babies. I'm talking individual babies. babies uh, or a group under four of babies. <laughs> not toddlers. <laughs> I'm talking babies. But we're not here to talk about babies and fighting them. Or eating hmm. We're here to talk about and discuss discreet ways to get about readjusting, checking to see if your zipper's down and shit like that, while in public. So nobody notices you're doing it, or maybe, maybe, maybe they notice, but they're just kind of like, oh, he's just being weird, <laughs> but not like a sexual weird. Like, the fuck is that guy doing? Yeah, yeah. Now, personally, so then sometimes they'll see you actually, you know, perform the move, and they're like, ah, oh, okay. I I do this a lot at work because it's hard for me to tell if my zipper's up or down, and I'm always moving around a lot at work. What I'll do is when I'm walking. I'll grab my uh, pants by where the zipper's at and pull the pants up, kind of like I'm just adjusting my pants, but I'm really checking to see if my zipper's down. Well, what I do at work, because I don't give a shit at work, I, I'll grab that zipper and I'll yank that fucker up. Like, I, I will discreet, like, not even discreetly, I will just go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm at work, I don't give a shit. I've, yeah. they, they've seen me do some weird shit at work. I mean, in the summertime, uh, I, I daisy duke my shirt, so my gut is, like, just out and whatnot. Uh, tied around my man boobs. Yeah, yeah, I do that at work sometimes too. Grosses people out, but it's fucking hilarious. I mean, sometimes uh, it's hot. You got to get that shit out. Exactly. Man. Other dudes get to take their shirts off. Well, I'm hot too. Yeah. So you know, I do that, and if I if I can push that boundary without making people like completely vomit or, you know, the fact that I'm okay with doing that, because it, it's all about what you're okay with. And exactly. So at work, I'll go right for that zipper. But when I got a wedgie at work, and I mean like, and it's uncomfortable to run around when you got a wedgie. Normally, I can withstand a wedgie, like a little bit of one where, like, you know, just the, just a little bit of underwear's in your ass. Not talking like atomic wedgie, but just a little bit of a little bit in there. Yeah. Uh, it gets annoying trying to move around and whatnot. And sometimes I'll just I'll go to the bathroom and fix that shit. But if I'm in a hurry, I still unbutton the pants. Undo the belt. I don't pull the pants down. Don't pull them down. Um, but then I'll, I'll get my hands in there and whatnot and kind of readjust the underwear that way. Yeah. Even if I'm out and about, like, where people can see me. Because I don't give a shit. You know, I got a wedgie. And I'll fix it right there. And then there's other times where I can kind of, like, fix it by pulling the pants up higher than the underwear. Because sometimes that's what causes the wedgie is the underwear gets higher than the pants. And then, like, the pants keep, like, rolling the underwear you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so if i do that it kind of resets it eventually i got a couple of tips and tricks but out in public public 
a wedgie, I'll deal with. I'll deal with until I know I have a good opportunity to fix it. Zipper, really easy to check if I got a hoodie. Just kind of, because I wear big hoodies. And I'll just kind of get my hands in the pocket, do a little check there on the flap, make sure it's good. I just do lightning speed quickness of a zip up. That's dangerous. I've heard for men. <laughs> well, you know, we've got underwear on. It's not like my junk's going to like go through that shit and then all of a sudden be up in that zipper. I mean, especially if I'm wearing underwear, though. that means it's cold. When it's cold, everything, you know, everything stays close to me. So it can huddle up and be warm. But usually I really don't give that much of a shit. Like, I really don't, you know, because everyone goes through it just about. Yeah. At least other men, because, you know, we wear jeans on average more. <laughs> and, you know, everyone has the problem of a zipper and whatnot. Just about. And so I feel like if they see me do it, they're going to be like, ah. I get that. I've been there. I understand that. Now, uh, when I have to adjust like a wedgie or some shit like that at work, I'll be honest. I just grab the jeans and just try to pull it out if I can, because usually it doesn't get too deep in there. See, I try that, but that whole raveling thing makes kind of the underwear like shorter. I wear boxer briefs also. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what you wear because I feel like if boxers, I feel like since there's a lot more bag to them it's easier to pull it's easier to get the wedgie but it's also easier to fix the wedgie i just wear briefs i just like grab it to the elastic band like around my ass cheeks and just kind of whoop, whoop. oh yeah 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 or or if uh if the junk is sitting weird usually i'll turn towards my machine or like my podium and just kind of just get a handful down there and now quick question also if you see a uh someone else's zipper down you're gonna you're gonna help them out oh always not like Usually. actually go up there and zip it for him, but you know, oh. you're going to call it out. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely um, would never <laughs> zip somebody else's zipper up. <laughs> but in reality, yeah. would you? What? Would you zip make somebody a call else's zipper up? Like, yeah, hey, yeah, he would. Oh. Your zipper's down, you know. Always. I just walk up to him like, oh, hey, your dick's hanging out. Yeah. They go, oh, my dick's hanging out. I was like, it was a nice dick. You're going to use it later? I don't know what people are so worried about, like, you know, like, oh, why you were looking at my junk? Or, well, what if I comment on? Then they're like, well, why were you looking right there? It's like, it's kind of a mutual thing. It's like, okay, you can comment that, but you're the one with the zipper down, okay? I stopped you looking like a fool, so it's kind of a mutual thing. Like, Yeah, looking like a fool with your zipper on the ground. Exactly. Like, okay, what if he was just staring at my junk? But anyways, you know, he, he called it out for me. So, you know, kudos to him. I'll let him stare at my junk. Hell yeah. Some people I feel like... He ain't gonna let it fall out. He's gonna stare at it, but he ain't gonna let it fall out. Yeah. Pervert with morals. (laughs) Pervert with morals? Yeah. Uh, Now, um, on the same note, then, do you, like, if somebody's crack's hanging out, do you also point that out, too? Oh, no. God, no. no, I look away. I just look away. That's that's their problem. That's just their problem. Because I I usually walk up, and if I have, like, a pen that I don't want, you just... (laughs) <laughs> well okay uh i try to put if if i have uh seal in my hand like at work i'll act like i'm about to walk up to it and you know seal the crack <laughs> crack here that's great yeah i uh and sometimes it's the girl you can just keep looking because it's like well that's almost ass you're seeing that is ass you like looking at butt you're just getting a little it's butt cleavage I'm like, I mean, isn't it with anybody, though? Ass is an ass. Is an ass is an ass. Not for me. But how do you know the difference? It's an ass. There's a difference. There is. is there? There is. 
Right. It's all fat. There's a difference between a man's ass. I think you're being gay. What? <laughs> I even say that there's a difference between a man's ass and a woman's ass. A you're being ass, gay. A man's ass has more muscle. Okay? And more hair. Yeah, and way more hair. You haven't seen any good asses then on men. I've seen yours. I've seen your ass, and so you know. I have a nice ass, though. He does have a nice But you're saying that she hasn't seen any good asses, and she's seen yours, so that means you're saying to yourself, you don't have a good ass. Ooh! By transitive property? (laughs) You have outmathed me, sir. (laughs) I will give you that one today. (laughs) I was fucking right! (laughs) Let me have this. Let me have this. Wait, wait, hold up. December 8th. This is proof. This is proof, Bob. Bob We're in an alternate fucking reality. (gasps) I'm in the reality where I'm always right. (laughs) Once. You're right once. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just got that one right out now. (laughs) And then we switched realities again. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody will ever remember this because it's getting deleted from the podcast. Well, (laughs) that reality that you're in, well, your former you, will always remember it. Fuck! <laughs> you may not now, but eventually I'll have another reality split where I'm right again on you, and that one will. Depends on the properties of uh, reality splitting. Mandela affecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when does the Mandela affect? I was waiting for more on that, but okay. We got any more on the, the <laughs> that? On junk and stuff? Yeah, because I don't know. I, I mean, I got my out. There's not really much to it. If it's hanging out, it's hanging out. If not, it's not. Yeah. Do you want to start on this one? Or do you want me to start? Because I feel like your story is going to last a minute. You go ahead and start. Okay. Mine could last a minute. I, I could cut it down for myself, too. It's up to you. You you, you, you yeah. do you, bud. I recall... Like, I, I recall the first game I ever played, and it was the original Sonic on Sega Genesis. I'm not saying that's what really hardcore got me into gaming, but I do recall having a Sega Genesis. My, my parents were actually nice enough to put it in my room at one point in time. And I got obsessed with playing, like, the Sonic games, uh, Road Rash. Oh, yeah. Toe Jam and Earl, Vector Man, all these really great games on the Sega Genesis. But that's not really where where I really got into games. Like, I played them, and I enjoyed them when I was, like, you know, six, seven, maybe. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until my eighth birthday party where my parents bought me a PlayStation, and we got... Two or Metal Gear, the first one, the original okay, PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, this was '97. God, I'm trying to like time it all together because, like, I got a PS1 and a Nintendo 64 at the same time when they <laughs> came out for Christmas. Yeah, but I was much younger than you. Like, it was one of those like memories I can remember, but like mm-hmm. it's a little more faint. Well, because the PlayStation One came out, I want to say '96 or so. Yeah, like like and, I said, I faintly remember it. Yeah, they got me one for my birthday, and I, that's when I actually started playing games, because we bought Metal Gear Solid. I wasn't allowed, like, it was my PlayStation, but it wasn't allowed to go in my room. The Sega Genesis went in my room. Hmm. And um, that's when I really started getting into games, because I remember playing Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation and going, holy shit, <laughs> this game is awesome. The graphics on it are fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, it's it's funny how long how far we've come and like we how amazed we were at stuff that looked like that then. But it kept us and, humble if you think about it. We we can play yeah. games now like eight bit games, sixteen bit games, and not care because we're like this is the graphics I grew up with. Yeah, I grew up with it looked like you could take a fucking tissue paper and wipe Snake's face off of it because it looked like it was drawn on with marker. Yeah, and I thought that shit was state of the art. I was like, holy fuck, how did they do this? 
And then playing like Final Fantasy VIII and seeing the graphics in that and how like the cutscenes almost looked like the gameplay, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Man, my mind was blown. But yeah, it was it was the PlayStation One, Metal Gear Solid that started my shit off. Breath of Fire is what got me into my RPGs. It was a uh, RPG by Capcom they made, and it was I think it was the third one. Played the shit out of it. Loved the shit out of it. The rest is history. Turned me into the man I am today, sitting at home alone with a dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Drink to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wasn't really much else to it. I'm... I also remember getting crowded, though. I'll let him get his piece out. Yeah, 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 of course. You good? Okay. (laughs) That's my favorite part right there. You good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I I mean, between, like, the age of, like, six and eight, I, I remember playing a lot of video games. I actually didn't really have a Nintendo much, though, until later on in life. Yeah. I want to say. Because we had the Sega and we had the PlayStation. So, for me, my story starts, it starts off a little bright, but it, it'll get a little dark. Uh, <laughs> not, like, super dark, but, like, I, I'll let the viewers decide how it is. Anyways, so, uh, I first, I don't remember exactly what game it was, but I was young. Like, this is before I had a Nintendo 64 and a PS1. My dad had a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And, and then I also remember playing on the Nintendo Entertainment System. <sighs> At my grandma's. Those are what I first remember playing on. And on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, I remember playing a lot of this this truck racing game. I don't even remember. It was like Truck Racing Baja. I don't remember exactly what it was. But I played a lot of it. I thought it was really cool. I sucked at it, but I, I played it. Loved playing it. Baja Racing. And like games, like they were fun and whatnot, but like I didn't revolve around them. Got a PS1 and a Nintendo 64 for Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember exactly when because they're pretty damn close to each other. But I remember they were the same day, like both of them the same day. I played, I got the PS1 in my room. Nintendo was out in the living room. PS1, I remember playing a pretty decent amount, but I think I was on the Nintendo way more because there were just a lot more games that interested me like conquer's bad fur day mario world 64 a lot of games like i would rent because blockbuster you know pretty nostalgic right there (laughs) renting games between ps1 and nintendo 64 the ps1 was more fun to play uh racing games on though because you can get the analogs yeah and like the nintendo analog was it wasn't that great like, for racing, but I was pretty glued to Conker's Bad Fur Day. Like, I rented it a lot. But I wouldn't say I was very addicted to games then, or I, you know, I wasn't obsessed with them. Because, like, I could I could play them all day, but, like, that was if it was, there was no nothing else to do. Like, friends mm-hmm. didn't want to hang out, no, no one wanted to go ride bikes or go do whatever, just after school kind of stuff, really. Yeah. I could live without games. What started my addiction with games probably was starting around PS2 time, when I got my PS2. For me, it was when my mom just wasn't, she was a lot more controlling, in a sense. She was really getting into uh, her problems in life, and I was... If I was wanted to go out and hang out with friends, I got an hour. And let's be honest, 
when you go want to go ride a bike to a friend's house and hang out with them and do stuff with them, an hour isn't enough time oh, no, when you're a really. kid. An hour yeah. is not. Especially when most of my <clears throat> friends actually kind of lived across town a bit. Like, across town for biking distance for a kid. In a car's day, that it's, you know, oh, that's just a quick little drive. But riding a bike, well, that, to me, that's across town. In reality, it wasn't, like, super duper far. But still, you know, I wouldn't get that much time. But I couldn't stay home and play games. You know, I'd be, hey, why are you always inside playing games? Go hang out with your friends. Okay, can I go hang out with my friends? Oh, you're only getting an hour. Or be home in an hour. And if I was home even five minutes late, I'd be grounded. So it was a lot easier to just stay at home. Yeah. So that's what I did. The only time I really, I would sometimes leave to go hang out with friends if, if it was just the rule of be home before dark. That's a lot easier to work. A lot easier. It just... You know, I was more convenient to play games and get yelled at than to go out and hang out with friends for an hour and get yelled at. Either way, I'd be yelled at. So it was just easier to stay in my room and play games. So that's what I did. And like I said, I played a lot of PS2. Rented games still a lot. And even when I was on PlayStation 3, like, it really got bad. Like, that's all I did. Even before I had internet, I would just play games. Like, I'd play GTA or the campaign for Call of Duty over and over again. Because I wouldn't get many games throughout the year. It got really bad as soon as I... Like, we didn't have internet, but I... With the PlayStation, I found internet. Like, I just checked the Wi-Fi thing, and then there was a non-password-protected internet that actually had a pretty good connection. So I hooked up to that. And that's how I, like, I first met you, White Boy, was through that and then my parents eventually bought internet wi-fi then i got a microphone and the kind of the rest is history from there like i it was just so much more convenient play games all day and not go hang out with friends but eventually like it actually caught up with me and like i was like wow i i want to go hang out with friends but like no one ever wants to hang out with me because i never built relationships with people outside of school i get so it just was easier through my whole life pretty much to play video games and it's not like I regret it. I fucking love games. Like, it's just simple. It's fun. If you can stay away from buying new games all the time, it's cheap as shit. Yeah. And even then, if you buy a new game every month, it's cheaper than a lot of people that go out and do shit all the time. Because then they're paying for gas. Then they're paying for food. Like, to go out and do shit all the time. I could buy a brand new AAA game every month and be saving money on other people. In a way, yeah. I mean, and that's what people ask me all day. A month. Or ask me sometimes. They're like, well, how do you how do you have so much money sometimes? Or, you know, whatever. I'm like, because I sit at home and I do nothing but play games. And I'm pretty content with it. Kind of just started off like that. Like, couldn't go out and hang out with friends. So, But I also couldn't really hang out at home and play video games. So it was just easier to lock myself in the room and play video games. Because one would get me grounded and the other wouldn't. That's kind of fucked up, but... It is. I mean... Hmm. And now I'll look what kind of problem I have to this day. And, like, I was so, like, obsessed, like, playing with games with you guys, because, I mean, in reality, you guys were the only friends I had at the time. Aw. And I still couldn't hang out with you guys. Well, hey, Magic <laughs> Bob joined us, kick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. <laughs> oh man I got nothing else on this you were terrible to you sometimes yeah a little bit don't worry my therapist heard about it 
Just kidding. I didn't have a therapist. I was say, I don't remember time. you ever having a therapist. I used to have a therapist. I really did. Hmm. Stopped going to him uh, actually about the same time like I got internet to play games. Anyways. Right. Have you ever had like a dream job that you've you really wanted to do? Hmm. I mean, you could have a couple of them. There could be multitudes. But like, just in the end of the day, is there a job? I've got a few of them written down here that I think would be interesting um, to try out. But just just like a – not – because let's be honest. We're not doing our dream jobs. There's no fucking way we're doing our dream jobs right now. Like if you had either – I, I don't know if I have a dream job, but I, I can still probably express an opinion about this. Something, though, that you would want to do if money wasn't an issue. Fuck. I don't know. Because uh, what I wrote down here, a couple of them I thought about. Because before, you know, like growing up, it was like every young boy, firefighter. I did think, I thought more about being a police officer than a firefighter. That's the thing. It's, it's yeah. a public, a public, uh, what do you want to call that? Public a hero. Leader. You want to yeah. be a hero. You know? want to be a, a, a fucking police officer or a firefighter or something like that. That's what every kid grew up, I, I feel like, wanting to be. Just somewhere on the line of, you know, emergency response. But, as I grew older, um, one of the things I I wanted to do, and this took place when I had a camera and I was recording stuff, comedies, or just like like either sketch comedy or like like Jackass. I wanted to do stuff like that. Oh yeah. I either wanted to be one of the actors or I wanted to be a part of it. I just I wanted something to do with it. I wanted to make people laugh. I mean, I still to this day like to make people laugh. I, oh I yeah, love yeah. People laugh. I, I get off on it. That's one of the things I would love doing. I, I like even even just writing up like sketch ideas. I used to have a little red notebook I wrote sketch ideas in all the damn time. It's it's a passion of mine. If I could get away with doing that, I would love it. It'd be great. Yeah. The other thing, if I did not, if I had more time on my hands, I, I this is what I always tell myself with all my hobbies. I wouldn't mind trying to write, like write novels or just short stories or books. Because I, I am not an artist. I have creativity. I just can't express it the way I want to, and I think writing is the only way I'd be able to ever get it out. I also thought, teacher. But not like elementary school or high school, because let's be honest, both of those are fucking hellions. Yeah. Middle school kids. Because I feel like middle school kids are in that period of time where they're still interested in wanting to learn, but also grown up enough to not be Um, annoying all the time. I almost feel like I should disagree with you on the middle school one, because I felt like in middle school... Uh, I was more of a shithead. Well, you knew me when I started off in middle school at that young age. Because I think that's that awkward age where they're starting to get into puberty also, whatnot. But I had a friend, she ex- she said, because that's what she wanted to be, was a middle school teacher. And she agreed. Like, I told her, I was like, I don't know, they're fucking chaotic. Like, they're right in that awkward stage. And she pointed out, exactly. They're in that stage where, like, any anything and everything impacts them. And shapes them right at that age before they get to high school. And she wants, she feels like she can make the biggest difference on middle schoolers than high schoolers or elementary schoolers because they're at that that in between spot right there where they're going to have to start learning on how to. Because once you hit high school, that's where you start really. This is what's going to start impacting your life a little bit more is during high school. Kind of having that idea of right there at that stage at being molded in middle school like is kind of a big deal. But I feel like middle schoolers are way more shitheads 
I even talked to one of the principals of the middle school not too long ago, and he said the classes are just getting worse and worse. Like since he, we've been there, because he's still like he was principal back when I was in middle schools, and he still is to this day. And he's like, they're just as worse. It's like it's getting worse and worse these days with school, like kids these days. And I feel Nowadays. like. I, it's any like even elementary school, middle school, and high school. That's a lot on the parents, though. But besides the point, it is. Yeah, I think middle schoolers, though, at that that age group, at least when I was growing up, those were the kids that were more interested in trying to learn, though. Because high schoolers, they think they fucking know everything. Elementary school students true. don't care to want to really learn as much. I feel like middle schoolers. The reason why I say this though, is because I think middle schoolers would be the ones that would actually make you think more than you would make them think sometimes. Yeah. They would bring up all teachers that, like, could think like that. Yeah. Because I feel I like there's sub-teachers out there that's like, I'm always right and they're wrong. Yeah. But, oh, no, yeah, I think it, like, it gave about. me a lot better perspective on the middle school thing, like of people that want to be teaching middle school because it's just a bigger part of your life right there in growing up. Middle school doesn't actually matter at all in, you know, your life, but it is a very big development in your life because you're starting to transition into becoming an adult and starting to do things that matter for you being an adult. Because once you get to high school, that's where you can start getting credits for college in some classes. That's where you can really start focusing different studies on what you want to be in your future, like astronomy or forest service and whatnot. Like there were a lot of classes that went further on in high school. Oh yeah. So that way you could start preparing for your future. Like, you know, if you already know you want to be a, you know, into biology, there's, you know, biology one, which everyone has to take, but if you want to take into further with it, you can go, I think it was up to biology four. And then there was forestry classes and uh, shit like that. There was a lot and a lot of them eventually advanced into now you can earn credits for college for this stuff. Having those little teasers and kind of getting shaped into really getting into learning in middle school is a big deal. I never cared in middle school. Never really cared that much. High school, I started not really caring, but caring. Like, I, I just eventually stopped caring. No, I get that, though. That That's a lot more of a respectable job right there. If the pay was better. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. I was told as a teacher, you don't make a lot, but you don't make too little either. You make kind of just a right amount. Yeah. But you got to remember also, there shouldn't ever be a just right amount when you've spent a lot of money on going to college. Because any teacher has to go through college and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And that that's not cheap. No, I agree on the... Uh, I wanted to be right around before I started my GED. My favorite thing to learn was... Anything social study related. American history, world history, anything social studies. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. I I just, uh, about my sophomore year, just grew into an absolute passion of learning about history. I almost thought about going to college to become a teacher for history and social studies kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it gets a little more specific in high school. I mean, middle school and elementary, it's just social studies, but... High school, it can turn into, you can be a U.S. history, that's what I wanted to be, a U.S. history teacher. And one of my favorite teachers was, he started off as a uh, U.S. history teacher when I was a junior. Hmm. And he, he's still one of my favorite teachers to this day. Absolutely favorite teacher. I still go and see him sometimes at the high school. That was one thing I thought about doing, but for high schoolers. 
because I could get into a lot more detail about history with that. Because oh, yeah. they don't go into really big specifics, and they kind of cover just a small thing when you're in elementary and high or in middle school. Especially picking something to major focus on, like U.S. history. I could really like get specific with things and teach what I want to teach. Also, I wanted to be in the military when I was a child. Also, I always thought that was a something dream job to do but military is more than just a job to be honest on that that's something you're literally committing a portion of your life or even potentially all of your life into doing that that went way way like i i didn't even bother with it eventually because i let's be honest getting that video game addiction and whatnot (laughs) was definitely not in my favor with weight gain I still, it crosses my mind time to time still to this day about just hammering down at the gym and just going in saying fuck it. But that still crosses my mind every so often because I still think I could pass an ASVAB to uh, do good enough. Another job of mine would be acting. Oh yeah, I can see that. It was weird for me is because it wasn't until about high school when I actually kind of bloomed out a bit. Like I wasn't as scared of being in front of the class and talking. But I wouldn't want to be like a star actor i would want to be a good actor but that like like i can do plays like in front of people kind of acting or comedy also uh, not more of like stand-up comedy more like uh improv like whose line is it anyway oh, okay like that that kind of stuff uh or like i like i said plays not the musical kind but actual plays that would some be something really cool to be part of is doing that stuff not like actual movie star unless if it's for like smaller movies not like big giant movies by uh maybe like if it was a quentin tarantino movie let's be honest i'd love to be in a quentin tarantino movie Who wouldn't fucking that'd be the coolest fucking thing ever but that kind of stuff i never really had major dream jobs like i had jobs like oh that'd be so cool to do but i never had anything like i have to do this like i want to be this someday because i i was a little more humble uh at the end of the day even if i hate my job or i come home hating my job or if i had a good day at my job to this day i'm glad i have a job i'm glad i can afford my life style and i live content and i'm happy at the end of the day really Like, I'm not picky with it. Yeah, there's better stuff I could probably be doing, but it's not to the point where what I do now, because also another thing for me was doing a hands-on job. I wanted to, I wanted to work, work. I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk at any point in my life or doing anything. I don't think I could do a cubicle job. I could never do any of that kind of stuff or customer service. I hate, I hate people. Right. Um, Which is weird. Well, you don't have to deal with people when you're <coughs> acting. Well, you do, but you deal with you act co-workers. like you're dealing with people. Yeah, but you deal with coworkers. I could deal with coworkers because at least with coworkers, you know who they are. You know who you're going to deal with every day. Customers, yeah. you don't know who you're getting. You don't. You could get five nice people and then one asshole that ruins your whole fucking day. Whenever I step in to Nash, I know what I'm dealing with every day. I know who I'm dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, there's some shit that, you know, can hit the fan there. But you know what? I'm usually pretty prepared for it. But when I worked at the gas station, I didn't know what I was going to deal with every day. 
No, you don't because people are different every time. Like you're not yeah. going to deal with the same people every day. I could deal with nobody a whole day, or I could deal with 500 people all day, uh, and then it, yeah, and then it just couldn't prepare yourself at all for working with customer service. Hated it absolutely. I don't know if you did anything customer service ever. I did a phone service once for a few days before you were like fuck this yeah yeah i just i couldn't ever deal with customers ever again in my life but even then i'll take a fucking job because i can at least fucking act like i'm okay with it but even then i (laughs) when i worked at the gas station if i got an asshole i eventually got to the point i was just an asshole back i had a guy fucking ask me yeah i had a guy ask me he's like do you guys have non-ethanol gas here i was like no but i can I could tell you where there's some gas station here that do, because there's two in our town that do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I could tell you this. He's like, he's, and he's like, no, do you guys have it? And I was like, no, but what the fuck ever? And then, like, st- starts up his truck and starts to drive off. And I was like, okay, fuck you too then. But you know what will never let you down at the end of the day? Some good, good, good smelling Old Spice. It'll never let you down. Because honestly... If you're working a customer service job, it's good to smell good. That and and, and by the end of the day, it's always going to smell the same when you put it on. It it doesn't change no your personality. It uh-huh. doesn't doesn't come up to you and be like, it can change its sense, the sense it has. But you know what? You know you're always putting on something good. Yeah. And I got something new today. Mm-hmm. When I went shopping today. Got something new. Got a body wash. What I got here is Old Spice Yeti Frost. Yeti Frost? That Yeti sounds something Frost. cold and thrilling. It smells like like I'm on the, the Himalayas or something. There, there was another one I almost got. I don't remember what it was called, but it had a dragon on it. And I was like, it sm-, and it, it, to me, I was like, oh, this smells good, but it just doesn't smell right right now. Mm. You know why? Because it's wintertime. And I saw that Yeti Frost, and I was like, that's something I'm going to want. I took a smell of that, and I'm like, this is exactly what I want this time of year. There you go. I need some Yeti. Good old Yeti Frost. It's just not like Bigfoot feet. Bigfoot feet. (laughs) It's good Bigfoot. Yeah. That's what I got today. 31% bigger is a better plus grand. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That looks fucking French to me. But you know what? French likes smelling good, I think. At least the word On the back, it says for cool guys also. (laughs) For cool guys. Cool guys. Hey, cool guy! Hey, cool guy! Cool Fucking guy! Because, you know what? Also, at the end of the day, as long as I'm washing with uh with Old Spice, I'm happy. Hail to the yeah. And using my deodorant Old Spice also. Other deodorants I've tried in the past, stick, spray, whatever, that wasn't Old Spice, they just never felt right to me. Oh, God, There's no. some that just don't wash off or they they get weird and grimy and sticky under there put old spice on it feels like you're still protected from but bad odors nothing at all but wear nothing nothing at all. all you just feel like you could be loosey-goosey that's why i choose old spice you should too everyone should old spice should make a uh, female product old spice for women old spice for women lady spice <laughs> Sounds like we're getting into Spice Girl names here. Lady Spice. 